listening to the Cup of Coffee podcast uh, with me, your host, Tom Dillon, and my special guest today... Hi, it's uh, George Samoilo. Good. I've always wondered how to pronounce your surname, so I'm glad we've got that out of the way. Oh, don't, just don't try. George is fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how are you doing, George? Um, good, thank you. Just had about an hour and a half uh, worth of exercise in the morning, so I'm feeling pumped. I've had my coffee, had my breakfast. I'm ready to go out uh, and smash it. Smash it, yeah. <laughs> that all sounds a bit. That, I, listening to that, I feel immediately tired. <laughs> I'm but all right. I'm all right. I just want a biscuit and and a, and, a, and a, I don't know a, a hug. Um, what what exercise have you done? Uh, cycling. Right, actual on the road or in a, in a gym? Uh, no, on the road, on uh, mostly on the canals. Right. I enjoy the water side. <laughs> it just calms my nerves. Right, right. It calms you. <laughs> the property nerves. Well, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you're calm. Um, so uh, I was reflecting, as I often do, when I'm about to chat to people for the podcast about uh, where we, where and when we first met. Was it a cup or was it somewhere else? Yeah, I think it was a cup of coffee. Um, I'm just trying to mention cup of coffee as many times. No, as I you're can. all right. Go, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was about eighteen months ago. If I'm honest. As recently as that. Yeah. Feels like I've known you longer than that. Anyway. Yeah, I'm just that type of person. You've got one of those faces. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine this is of roughly zero interest to everyone, so let's move into some property <laughs> stuff. Um, r- tell me uh, how you got started in property. Um, so, we, we, it's me and my wife, we both love property. It's, I think it started off as a hobby, and we bought our first buy to let in 2013, mm. and that was even. Uh, before we owned our, our own house so it was a nightmare to uh, to get a mortgage and on top of that I was self-employed so we had to jump through loads of hoops but in the end we managed to buy our first buy to let and yeah I, I think it's um, it's the best one we've, we've ever bought well that, that's an unusual thing in two two ways one is that you managed to buy a buy to let before you bought your own house and so is that your best one you've ever bought. The second one particularly unusual because usually you get better at this rather than worse as you go on. Well, I, th- I, think, I think this is the, um, you hear a lot of people say that, that property is like a bad ha- haircut, it will grow out. Mm. And with this one, we've had more time with it to see the capital appreciation. So we've just had it refinanced and it's nearly doubled in six years. Mm. So yeah, time That's to good. play. Was it, a, was it a genius purchase? Was it a combination of preparation and opportunity? Is it just um, blind luck? I, I think a, a mixture of both, to be honest with you. We were that bored that we spent about two hours a day on Rightmove. Wow. So we, we sort of instinctively and, and through, through just wasting loads of time on Rightmove found out which areas were good. And we just got a bit lucky, I guess. We didn't buy a complete and utter wreck of a house <laughs> well yeah that's good yeah so was, you, was your strategy to uh, when I say strategy your strategy seemed to be to be bored and then to look at right move but I mean that, that sounds stupid well, it doesn't sound stupid it sounds kind of uh, a bit basic but then basic things can, can work can't they if they're done well there's nothing wrong with looking at right move and trying to find a bargain yeah this is the thing so I think most most businesses start from from, from hobbies and if you're if you're passionate about something it, it doesn't seem like work so we were basically window shopping and it, it was amazing because 
coming coming from from Romania, we didn't have a platform like, like Rightmove where you could just browse uh, to see loads of statistics and and look at pictures and make up your own mind about what works, what doesn't work. So it, it's it's a great resource. Mm. With the plug for right, <laughs> other, other property search engines are available. Um, Supla, there you go. There's another one that I know. Um, okay, so uh, so what was well to go back to the other thing that was surprising was that you managed to get uh, your first buy to let before you got your your your, your own home. Funnily enough, I was I was the same in that regard. I I, I didn't own my own home when I got my first buy to let, mm-hmm. but I was a bit, little bit earlier, and I got the impression that. If you, what was it 2013 you said yeah. by then that was getting harder and harder and it's even harder now um uh, what was your experience with that did you have to what, what did you what did you have to jump through some extra hoops or did you have to prove something to the lenders how did that work yeah so we we were very um limited to the number of lenders that would would even consider us just because as i said i was self-employed so they, they asked for loads of accounts uh, we were lucky enough to to have been organized and we had all the paperwork in place so, although we didn't know we needed it but it just happened to be mm. there um, so I say I say a lot a lot of hoops but again uh, our mindset is back home we're very detail-oriented and bureaucratic so we're used to having paperwork and and sharing it with, let's say, the authorities or, or some, some sort of, uh, let's say, bank. Mm. Um, so by, by, by our standards, we were just giving them what they needed. Um, and at that point, we didn't know as, as much as we know now. So we were happy to have someone lend to us. Yeah, okay. So if, if you don't mind sharing, which lender was it? Uh, good question. So it I, can, was I, I can hear all the new, new investors asking that in the, uh, in the um, ether. I think it was with NatWest. Okay. Cool. But but we've we've since um, we've since refinanced with uh, with BM, so that's why I'm I'm a bit. No, BM the mid-shares. No, fair enough. And uh, I think as well, it's worth noting that all lenders change about every three minutes. So yeah, just because you did something in 2013 doesn't mean you can do it now. Um, okay, great. So, uh, what was your <coughs> biggest challenge getting started? Um. Not, I, I think the, the biggest challenge was saving the uh, deposit pot. So we didn't, we didn't know anything about working with investor money or uh, doing lease options or all these creative things that people are doing nowadays. Um, so we had to just be really smart with our money. We started saving early on because we knew um, we w- wanted to invest in, in property. So it took us a couple of years, but yeah, we got there in the end. Okay, so I mean that sounds sensible and kind of you know I hesitate to use the word old fashioned in the sense that that's exactly what my dad did in the nineteen seventies. No, <laughs> saved up his money for thanks a couple for of years. calling me old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only doing it because you're younger than me. I'm just trying to make myself feel better. But um, so I suppose I, maybe I'm leading the witness here. But what would you do differently if you started again now? Um, I'd invest in uh, getting training, mm. uh, especially, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of mentoring, so mm. I, I, I get a mentor really early on. Mm. Uh, the, 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 the main reason for that is we've, we've seen the market increase, so 
one of our investment areas is is in East Manchester, and mm. when we started, you it wasn't that hot, so you could you could pick up a two bed terrace for for about fifty thousand, and now the fast forward six years down the line, it's eighty ninety. It's just it's just ridiculous. So the the best time to start is now, and I just buy as much as I can. Well. That sounded a bit Terminator at the end. <laughs> um, the, I, I'm going to try and slip a Chinese proverb in because I think what's the point of a podcast without at least one Chinese proverb? Oh right, proverb. here we go. Yeah, yeah. It says the uh, the best. Uh, anyone anyone who already headed me on this one wins a bonus point for the for the cup of coffee podcast bonus point system, um, which this one is um, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Mm. <laughs> Good sage noise there. Good sage noise, George. Thanks. Thanks for joining. I'm in. rubbing my chin as I like, mm. um, Yeah, ment- mentoring's good. Did you know how to do mentoring? Uh, yes, I was actually going to mention that, wow. but I'm happy you uh, you've you've uh, been you to it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, no, there, there's no. Um, th- there are so many questions in property mm. that and. Uh, I think the industry is set up in in a certain way where people are happy to share uh, what they know, and it's I own other businesses as well, and it's very very hard to find out um, information on what what you should do in certain situations uh, situations. But it it's amazing with property; people just tell you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I, don't know what, I don't know why it is like that, but it definitely is, isn't it? Um, I had a question pop up into my head then, but the key thing is to remember it. Uh, and the question was, ah, was, was about, you mentioned a point there, which is that roughly speaking, uh, not quite, but roughly, property prices have doubled, certainly since I got started around most of Manchester. Not all properties, uh, but they've certainly gone up a lot. Let's agree on that before we get too tied down with the numbers. To the point where they've gone up at least half in most cases, um, especially the investment and the lower end properties. Do you think that's changed people's investment strategy? Do you think it should? Um, I think I think it should because again, this is uh, every, everything I'm, I'm saying here is my opinion, and everyone's entitled to their yes. opinion. Um, I think that the people in the market now are all chasing better yields, so mm. they're, they're chasing HMOs and and serviced accommodation, but. They don't call it as safe as houses for, for, for no reason. And I think there's there's a lot of truth in that. And regular buy-to-lets are, are amazing. Mm. Um, there's no stress. There's there's little that can go wrong. And they just appreciate in value. Mm. So if I, if I had... Some, somebody actually asked me the other day, would I, would I rather have 50 HMO rooms or 50 buy-to-lets? And immediately I said buy-to-lets just because the capital appreciation if i mean the, the, there are no guarantees you you get capital appreciation but sure. if, if if you get it and when you get it um it's just amazing yeah i go along with that i was thinking that um as well another point which i've heard made and i, I liked uh, for those who don't know I, I have a mixed portfolio of some of uh, i think george has so of, of single let's buy to hmos and, and whatever else and um but the, the hmos cause a lot more stress um, the most stressed people I know in property are medium to large HMO landlords who, <laughs> who manage their own portfolios. I should put a caveat brackets after that, that after a certain size, most HMO landlords that take um, 
make steps to uh, take steps to get themselves away from the business or out of the business or f further distance from the business so that they uh, are able to focus on acquiring new properties rather than dealing directly with tenants and that's usually a very sensible move and it's at that point you notice their stress level starting to drop <laughs> but for, for, for it can be it can be two or three years can it where someone's running around oh, sometimes longer and they're very stressed which you, you very rarely get with single let landlords who i find tend to be a fairly relaxed bunch <laughs> yeah with not much to do every day you know <laughs> yeah i i agree with that but i think uh, most of us go into property thinking it's uh it's a get uh rich quick scheme mm. when when in fairness i think if you treat it like a business it's going to 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 give you all the rewards a business does and there's no there's no substitute for hard work so i agree with your point people run around run around like headless chickens sorry um for a couple of years mm. and then the dust starts to settle and you, you you tend to to look at it as as a business and outsource systemize and then then you really get to enjoy it I, i'm very concerned there the main thing i took from that i stopped listening after you said um chicken <laughs> that was an amazing pronunciation of the word chicken i let that go no no um my, my, my favorite bit or least favorite bit of, of your answer there was that there's no substitute for hard work i was, I was really really hoping that is a substitute for hard work well hmm. people are mostly listening to this if yeah i, I think listening I to, think to have, have a substitute for hard work everyone's going to turn off now <laughs> <laughs> damn it <laughs> Yeah, get back to work. <laughs> Stop listening to podcasts. Um, right. Well, that is that. The, 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 there is no. You, you're standing well, by that. You're standing by that. Uh, that, that uh, to, comment. To, to, I think uh, there are um, hard ways and 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 smart ways of right. making money and right. making a living, and that's what it's about. You can be a busy fool, mm. and I've been I've been in that position a, a number of times, a number of years in different businesses. And it's um, heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, 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 I, I don't know how people are, but I, I, I tend not to notice while while I'm in it. Right. And then once I take a step back, then I realize, well, what what have I been doing for the past eighteen months? What's, <laughs> what's wrong with me? And and you you only have a set amount of hours in, in a day in so, a lifetime yeah oh yeah <laughs> philosophical again aren't we <laughs> so you you need to to spend those where where you get the most amount of return for mm. you for your time mm. excellent excellent glad we cleared that up um so you know keep listening to the podcast after all what are you what are you up to now what are you doing at the moment um besides being a busy fool mm. most days um we are doing loads of things so to start off we are sourcing so we help overseas investors find buy to lets and hmos mm. we also take care of the refurb for them and then pass them on to a preferred uh, letting agent on the construction side i also own a construction company where we mainly do hmos uh, high-end hmos for professionals and we have about five or six sites going on at the same time now so it's a bit it's starting to get a bit too much if i'm honest sure <laughs> and on the uh, investment side we've just finished a six bed hmo in Failsworth that lets in three weeks all the rooms are full now so we're we're finally hoping to get some money out of it 
<laughs> and uh, we're doing two more, a uh, five bed and a six bed that should be finished before Christmas. Fingers crossed. Great. That sounds, um, that sounds busy. You, you sort of touched on it there, but what do you think are your biggest current challenges other than being a fool? Oh, yeah, being a fool <laughs> times two. Um, biggest challenges. Um, systemizing the business, so spending my time where I get uh, the most out of it. Uh, for example, not doing site visits, not ordering materials. So you, you really need to be careful about this because um, my phone rings all the time and I get text messages all the time. And it's about putting that to one side and just, just really focusing on what do I need to do and what do I want to do to, to move forward and not what other people want me to do. It's a tricky balance, isn't it? Because if there's some guy or, or lady waiting for a pallet of, of timber on a site or something, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but I need to I need to focus on me. It's me time. It's George time right yeah. now. So that, that pallet's just going to have to wait on the truck for four hours. It's well, a tricky balance, isn't it? Well, yes, it is. But at the same time, I think we, we, we all get confused. Most problems aren't really problems. They're, they're just, they tend to sort them, themselves out. So if, if the lady is still waiting for the delivery, am I going to jump on the truck and deliver those pallets of whatever? No, I'm just going to waste 10, 15 minutes just chasing it and it, it's not going to get there quicker. So I think it, it, it perspective does come after, after a bit of time, but you definitely need to focus. And this is, I'm, 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 I think I'm rubbish at focusing, but yeah, I'm uh, thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I, for me, perspective often comes after three days in the pile of wood still haven't arrived because I haven't yeah. it. I, I, I'm only yanking your chain. I absolutely agree with you. The the the, the, the um, there's two bits to it, isn't there? There's there's the leaving stuff. There's a difference between problems and happenings. Mm. There's problems which need solving. There's happenings, which is most of what goes on, which is something's happened, mm. but that doesn't make make it a problem necessarily. It certainly doesn't make it your problem. So point one is. Uh, ignoring happenings and focusing on problems point two is making it somebody else's problem yeah, yeah. Um, which is another key part of it isn't it I think which you, you all know because you got people helping and builders and staff and so on um, so people often talk about systematizing systematizing or systematizing systematizing anyway system systemizing systemizing I have no what happened idea. to systematizing that sounds better anyway whichever <laughs> one it is um, but then they never go into detail so what does that actually mean for you on a, on a practical level um, the, the, the way I've worked with, on, uh, with my mentor on this, and here I go again plugging Tom as a mentor. Um, <laughs> I'm it, not George's mentor, no. by the way. I, I wish <laughs> I was, but I'm not. Uh, is to con look at your business and split it up into different uh, activities. So, for example, let's say the construction business. Mm. So, somebody needs to go out and find new work. So, that's that can be a different person. Somebody needs to do quality control. That can be another person. Uh, someone needs to make sure everyone gets paid. That's usually the accountant. So you, you, you tend to look at your business. As, usually when you start off, you're a one-man band, so you do everything uh, by yourself. But once you grow and you start to bring more people in, you, you should look at your daily activities and figure out which ones you can outsource and how it's 
it's the daily activities that need to be outsourced. If you're mm. doing something every day, every day, every day, then it definitely needs to, to, to be passed to someone else. If it's just a weekly occurrence where, where you do where, where you have a meeting with everyone and you're you're getting information in in, in bulk, mm. then that's definitely where you need to be. Yeah. Um, if if uh, to, to to give a, a simple uh, property tip, if I was going to get people were find themselves too busy and they wanted a quick a quick win, it would be. For me, and this is again, this George says, just my opinion. It would be hire a PA or a VA or someone to get rid of that some of that low-level stuff off your plate right now. It's amazing how even after week one, certainly after week three or four, um, even with very little planning or prep. Don't get me wrong; it's better if you can do lots of planning and prep so that they can hit the ground running. But even if they can't, even even if they just come in and it's someone sensible says, "Well, what about this pile of paper here?" and helps you with that very quickly, you can start to remove or reduce those low-level tasks. Um, and that can give you the space to then worry about who's going to pay the builders rather than you or who's going to worry about that pallet of wood. Yeah. Uh, the more I think about my pallet of wood example... <laughs> Where's the pallet? It, 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 <laughs> the, 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 it's a bit weird example because who's, who, who's ever, I've never ordered a pallet of wood. Have you ordered a pallet it's of wood? It's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with that 100%. So it, it comes back to being focused as well. I think... If you, um, I've looked at myself, and I, I, I'm not sure if anyone does this, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping some people do. Um, I, I overcheck my email inbox, and I just click refresh, 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 and it, you just wow. get into, you just get in, uh, uh, not every two minutes. <laughs> what are you doing right now, George? But, but, are you checking your email? <laughs> were, you, were you concentrating when you're talking to yeah. me? <laughs> But this is just, um, I think, reactive behavior. So you're, you're, hope, you're looking for problems to solve that come to you. So you're not focusing on what you want to do. You're replying to other people's problems mm. and their, their, their requirements. So just, just go, go to a quiet place where, where you can work and focus on, on, on what you want to do. Yeah, I find place a very important part of the whole mm. solution. So for me, I have places where I'm very good at the, well, I think, I think I've stolen this from Rob Moore. He says, boom, tick, done type of work, mm. where you go, boom, tick, done, boom, tick, done, little jobs, and just tick them off. And that can be very rewarding. That, that can be really enjoyable. But then there's other places I go to um, often more, uh, I hesitate to use the word, but in nature. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of coffee shops that buy, buy canals near where I live, and, and, and there are often places I go to do strategy thinking or... Uh, mm. Look at my annual goals, stuff like that. Meditate. <laughs> Stop it. You're, you're creating an incorrect picture of what my daily work life is. At least I'm not refreshing my inbox every two minutes. Well, thank you. Lunatic. You. <laughs> um, right. Uh, what's your What's your special skill in property? When When George eats a banana. Um, um, oh, good question. Special skill. What are you good at? Um, I'm good at um, spotting deals. Mm. So if um, if I look on Rightmove and there's a listing for a property, I can tell you in under five minutes if it works as an HMO, if the rooms are the right size, if the location is good. But again, this is in my gold mine area, not in Newcastle or Birmingham. <laughs> I've heard of those places. <laughs> okay, so um, good stuff. If you had... I think I've just I've already done mine, which is like one tip for beginners. A lot of people listening to this podcast, a lot of people come to Cuffer, Cuffer are beginners. A lot of people are very advanced as well, but um, there are some beginners who, who come uh, and might be checking out this podcast. What would be your one tip for them? Um, 
or two tips. Two tips. If you yeah, get thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm already pumped up after the bike ride uh, and the coffee. Uh, first tip, a tip would be uh, network. Uh, don't, don't, don't stress yourself about being the 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 people, the person that knows the least in the room. If you are the, I'm, I'm air quoting now, the dumbest person in the room. That's where you need to be. That's um, who you are, isn't it? For, you <laughs> for everybody is when they first arrive. Yeah. Um, and second tip is after you've networked, uh, find a mentor. And again, <laughs> Tom, I've heard dabbles in mentoring. This sounds like an advertorial now. <laughs> sounds like I'm going to pay you at the end, which you definitely, uh, definitely I am take, not. Um, I take uh, <laughs> 10%. 10%. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, I think that about does it. Have you got any other. Any, anything you, any closing remarks I, I, where do they do closing remarks uh, maybe hmm. news programs and things news uh, so in, in, in other news um, today is Saturday so uh, we, we've all talked we've talked about working but I think downtime and uh, relaxation time uh, working out time is also important mm. so take care of yourself mm. uh, don't stress too much and Property is a very, very slow game. It's an amazing asset, but it's slow to build. So take your time. Don't compare yourself to others. And yeah. Unless you're very old, at which point you probably need to hurry up. Yeah. Um, I think you'll, you'll struggle to get a mortgage if you're very old. So. Oh, top, nonsense. Um, <laughs> nonsense, George. The reason I know this is because my mum recently, I, I'm, I'm on one of the properties with my, with my, with my good mother, and um, she got a property which will run out when she's 99. Yeah. Wow. She's 68-ish. Oh, sorry, Mum. She's 54. <laughs> and um, she, she got a mortgage which will, yeah, which will run till she's more so, than 100. So we're going to celebrate that when she gets there. So there you go. That's why Tom teaches other people. <laughs> Every day is a learning day. We've learned something new today. Thanks very much, George. Thank you, Tom. And thank you, everyone.